0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod, changing the way you think is a sports better. This is episode 4, early Saturday morning, September 15th, and I am coming to you with a hangover. I was at Riot Fest in Chicago last night and got up early this morning, not feeling very great, but this is probably not the last time I will be coming to you with a hangover, but they say content is king, so let's get right to it. In this episode, we'll get right to today's card in College Football Week 3 and tomorrow's NFL Week 2 card. And then we'll close out with a little preview of the much-anticipated Canelo versus Triple G fight tonight at the MGM in Vegas. Quickly, though, we had our first little announcement in the last episode, a promotion, if you will, It's the Doggy Juice Challenge, and it starts now, and it will last for the next 16 weeks for the rest of the NFL season. And this is all you got to do. If you go 5-0 against the spread in any week in the version of the super contest that I play, you will win $25 on Venmo. If more than one person goes 5-0, then I will use your Monday Night Football total score prediction for the NFL Monday Night game as the tiebreaker. That's it. Here's how to do it. On Thursday afternoon, every week, I will post the lines for the week in the NFL Super Contest ripoff that I take part in on my Twitter and my Instagram at Doggy Juice. So you can include the Thursday night game if you want to. I'll have it up by Thursday afternoon. And those lines are final. So regardless of injuries and line moves, you can use those lines that are posted. Those are the ones that are available for the weekend. And either in the Tuesday or Wednesday Doggy Juice pod that week, I will either give out a code or ask a question that has no right or wrong answer. And all you have to do to win the $25 is send me your five picks before kickoff on Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning at noon Central Time, along with your final predicted score for the Monday night game, and then give me that code or the answer to the question that I asked in the podcast. And that's it. If you go 5-0 against the spread them that week, then you will win a $25 Venmo payment. Get me your picks by replying on Twitter or the Instagram posts via Twitter. DM, or you can text, email them if you know me. I encourage you to make them public, though, because then you can you can brag. If more than one person goes 5-0, and then I will use your total predicted score for the Monday night game as a tiebreaker. So make sure you include that prediction with your picks as well. And if you go 5-0 and and someone else does, and you don't give your Monday night football tiebreaker the total predicted score, then they will default win the, the money. So make sure you include that tiebreaker. And if there's a tie on the Monday night prediction, then we'll just split the prize out if you want to include the Thursday night game too, then of course that's fine. You can send me the rest of your picks before the Sunday noon deadline. And I really hope someone goes 5-0 this week. So moving on to the NFL Week 2 and NCAA Week 3 cards. Yeah, baby! <laughs> yeah. Starting with Week 3 in college football, I like to call this Look Ahead Week. This week in college college football features several favorites who are in a classic look-ahead spot or a sandwich game as some call it. It's just your, your classic letdown spot for some big favorites laying big numbers and I like to look at spots where I can find an edge and get after one of those ugly dogs this week. So here's the basic line of thinking in doing this. A lot of big favorites this week are about to start their conference schedule and some of them have big games next week against conference foes or at least teams that are going to give them a challenge this week and in the weeks to come. So in practice this week, a lot of their time might have actually been spent preparing for the following week's games or later games on the schedule because they're looking ahead. And there's at least some sort of thought in their mind that they can get past this opponent with relative ease this week. And with these big games, teams are often in a spot where they have a lead in the second half, and it becomes advantageous for them to sit on the ball and waste clock in the second half not wanting to risk injury and they they want to rest up for next week so along those same lines teams don't want to run any big trick plays this week or show too much of their playbook before entering their conference play or playing their big their big rivals they'll just want to keep things closer to their chest not give away too much so their future opponents you know they don't have anything to work with and these big games with these ugly dogs, this is this could be their Super Bowl for some of these smaller teams. This is their big chance to beat the big boys and show that they can play heads up with them. And on the other side of the field, their opponent is just looking ahead to next week. So this opens favorites running out the clock at the end just to get to next week. And this also opens up backdoor covers. So I'm never afraid personally to put a big ticket down or any sort of ticket down on, on a big ugly dog if I can read between the lines and see if I can find a spot where not only the numbers add up, but where I can get a find a classic look-ahead spot with a big favorite playing an ugly dog this week in Week 3. So who comes into play for the look-ahead spot this week? We have a few options out there. Uh, the first is the University of Louisiana Monroe getting 28 points on the road at Texas A&M tonight. Texas A&M goes on the road to face Alabama next week, so pretty much everything I said earlier could apply to this spot but my favorite is Georgia Southern plus 33 on the road this morning at Clemson. Clemson starts conference play next week on the road and this game has a lower total and Georgia Southern runs an option offense that will slow down the game so I think this could be a situation where Clemson is happy to slow it down and get out with the win unscathed and they're sitting there with you know a 24 27 point lead at the end they will be more than content just to run out the clock and and get to next week so for these ugly dogs too i've tend to notice that a lot of the times the market you know if you wait till the last minute right before kickoff there's a better chance you'll get the best number but also be aware of of more key numbers involved so if you can get you know wait around for a 28 instead of a 27 and a half that can go a long way so Definitely read the market and fire when you think that the line reaches its, its apex. Um, some other small plays I like this week, and I'll, I'll be honest, the card in college football is there's not much that really jumps off the page for me this week, so I'm not – there's nothing where I'm you know, saying, hey, fire hard on this one. Um, but I am taking a look at some other home dogs this week. One of them is, is Utah at home against Washington. They've always given Washington fits before – In situations like this and they were they were getting seven and a half points um, earlier in the week but now it's down to five Um, I think anything over six warrants a small play a bigger play at seven so I'm going to pay attention to that number throughout the day another one is Purdue at home against Missouri getting six points right now uh, might be able to even get six and a half if that gets to seven I will for sure be firing on Purdue at home against um, against Missouri Um, In terms of bigger games tonight, a lot of sharps are on Auburn laying the points against LSU tonight. Um, A lot of them got down at 9.5, but the line right now is is minus 10. I I think I like the under more in that one, but I might take a look at the LSU team total under tonight if if the price is right. So we'll see how that one goes. Other plays I like this week... I like Buffalo laying three at home against Eastern Michigan. I think there's some value in that line. And in the podcast earlier in the week, I mentioned Syracuse getting three points at home against Florida State. I'm going to do a smaller play on that one just for the spot. I mean, Syracuse almost beat Florida State last year on the road outright, so I think there might be some value there, but I'm not going to play it for as for as much. And then another one, we have the worst scheduling spot of – the entire year by far so far we have hawaii on the road at army on the east coast and hawaii will be kicking that game off at six o'clock a.m on their body clocks so people are aware of this and the question always becomes is you know is the market aware and it is The, the line is inflated i think but i'm still going to take out i'm going to isolate it and take out a small piece of army laying three and a half in the first half just because I think there's, it's very probable that Hawaii will at least come out um, sleeping a little bit because this is just a terrible scheduling spot for them, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play that angle as well, but not for much because I don't, you know, I wish the line was, was a little bit better there, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play that one. Moving on to week numero dos in the NFL. Um, the first podcast this week, I gave out three early plays that I got down on this week. Those are the Pittsburgh Steelers, minus four. And I think that's actually good, even up to five and a half or less, but the value starts to to dissipate, anything over four. The Indianapolis Colts at plus seven, got that plus seven, minus 125. Right now the consensus line is plus six. I still think that has value. Anything a little bit less than that has value, but just not as much. So I I really would try and get into play at six or, or better. I doubt that that sees seven anywhere else now. And then finally, the Chicago Bears, the hometown team on Monday night, laying three points to the Seattle Seahawks. If that's three and a half, I would really hold out for a three, but you really got to shop lines on that one because that, that's such a big difference. But I, I'm on the Bears at minus three myself. And other plays that I have in pocket already, um, Miami plus three on the road. Uh, the line's starting to move on that one. If you could find a plus three, I'd lock that down. And I'm also going to take a look at the under in that game, and especially the New York Jets' team total under. I'm not buying into the Sam Darnold first-week performance. There, there's a coach, coaching mismatch in this one. The Miami defense is underrated. And I'm also you know, the, I'm aware that the Jets had the Lions' play signals in week one last week, and that's I think that was a factor that maybe the market's overlooking this week. So I'm, I think there's an overreaction to the Jets' power rating there. I'll gladly take the three points with Miami. And I will take a look at the Jets team total under if the line is right, if the numbers right on that. Um, I lean New Orleans with the line at eight and a half or less, laying eight and a half points. But that's a better teaser candidate. If you could tease through the seven and the three and include that in the in the leg of a as one of two legs in a 16 teaser, I think that's a great look on New Orleans. And I also locked in Atlanta Falcons when that was minus four, but now it's minus five and a half or minus six, depending where he shops, so it's just a lean there for me with those numbers. If you can get it at minus four, then I think that warrants a play, but I don't think those are going to show up anymore. And then I took, I couldn't resist it, a plus 14, minus 110 came up on the Arizona Cardinals at home, or sorry, on the road in Los Angeles playing the Rams. I couldn't resist it, that's just too much value, getting two full touchdowns in the NFL. I will gladly put that into pocket. Still might lose, because the Rams just might be able to name their score on that one, but getting a full plus 14 i mean that's that's gonna see buyback whenever that line's posted and i will gladly take that so as far as my nfl week two super contest plays this is a tough week at least with the lines the way they're particularly posted in the edition of the super contest that i take part in and share it on my doggy juice twitter and instagram the same lines that you're going to be using for the doggy juice challenge they're tough lines just because you're not getting the hook on some of the plays. Like for example, the Indianapolis Colts are listed at plus five and a half on there. You're not getting the hook that to plus six, that extra half point. So there's just simply not as much value. And it's hard to find five plays with value in the super contest every week. Usually there's just two or three that I'm very confident in. And then the extra one or two, I'm I'm just taking some of the leans. So for this week, I'm going to use Pittsburgh at minus 5.5. I think you know, even though it's not minus 4, which is the number I bet it on, I think the high variability of the game gives it the go-ahead. And just there's, there's not many other options out there. High variability meaning that this is supposed to be a higher scoring game, so there's great potential for Pittsburgh to win by more points just because there's supposed to be more points scored. So I can justify laying 5.5 in the Super Contest with that one i'm gonna take indianapolis at plus five and a half it's not as good as the plus six but there's still value at that number at anything over four for me in the super contest so i will roll with that and then atlanta at minus five and a half it's still just a lean for me but i think that they're gonna come out with a lot of motivation against a carolina team with without greg olson and i think that Atlanta, if you look at the past, the way Matt Ryan's played against Carolina the past few years, he's tore them apart pretty much every time. So I'm going to roll with that, and the numbers give it a teeny bit of value for me. In terms of the other two I'm going to roll with, I'm still considering my options. I will post those on my Twitter slash Instagram before the start of the games tomorrow on Sunday. So that's all I got for the Super Contest this week. Moving on before we finish this podcast up. I'm going to talk about the Triple G vs Canelo rematch tonight in Vegas at the MGM. It's a much-anticipated second bout between these two fighters. They fought almost a year ago to the day. I think the anniversary is tomorrow. Um, And it was a very controversial draw in the first leg, the first fight. But I think a lot of boxing fans pretty much well understand that Triple G won that fight. But here we are one year later, and we're going to see them fight again, and it's going to be really exciting. But in terms of the line right now triple g is laying about it's about minus 150 on triple g plus 125 plus 130 on canelo and i personally i mean i don't handicap boxing although sometimes boxing offers the best edges you can possibly find and i'm I'm a huge boxing fan myself I, i grew up on it my dad had me watching fights since as early as i can remember but having said that i don't you know, I don't, I'm not plugged into to boxing as much, but this particular fight, the line looks right to me. I think Triple G is going to win the fight, but that's priced in right now. Having said that, Canelo's a very live dog, plus 130 or better, so I can't fault people for, for taking a look at him. But in terms of, it, of handicapping angles, it's pretty clear that Triple G and knockout are correlated, and Canelo and the fight going the distance are correlated. And this fight's expected to go the distance, so obviously Triple G winning in a decision is still a strong likelihood according to the line. But if you can isolate those two somehow, and unfortunately I'm sure the lines are reflecting that, but if you can isolate that and get after that correlation, you might be able to find some value. You might be able to pull off an arbitrage play by betting on Triple G by knockout or Triple G by decision, or betting both of them. I've seen Triple G by decision at plus 200. Get two to one there. And Triple G by knockout is plus 160. So you might be able to, from a betting angle, do a little arbitrage play on that, splitting those tickets together. But reading between the lines on this fight, it seems that Triple G is really pissed off, <laughs> and he's taking this one very seriously. The the two fighters actually refused to face off with each other at the press conference on Wednesday usually that's that's pretty rare usually the guys get up and, and face each other down triple g seems like he's taking this as as all business it's just an all business angle he's taking shots at canelo's camp because if, in case you're not aware canelo had a couple of failed drug tests earlier in the year and this fight was supposed to take place in may but now it's not or it ended up not happening that way and and they ended up postponing the fight and that cost triple g money because he had to pay his trainers he had to pay his his team all his guys and he you know, he needs his payday, and he's getting older. He's a whole year older, now he's 36, and he wants this fight to happen. So I, I think there is a mental edge for Triple G in this fight, and I lean that way, I think, taking Triple G. I'm probably going to sit the fight out myself. Maybe I'll put some pizza money down on Triple G to win, but I'm, I'm probably just going to enjoy the fight as a boxing fan because I think this, the, the fight is correctly priced. For what it's worth, one thing I did here yesterday, Dave Moretti is going to be one of the judges again this time around, and he was one of the judges last year when they fought, and he did judge it last, the first fight, the first fight in favor of Triple G minus, or what did he, what was the, 115 to 113 was his card for Triple G, so he favored Triple G, he's the one judge that had Triple G winning the fight, so for take that for what it's worth, he will be there tonight. I think that actually gives me maybe a little bit of a lean to Triple G. But if Triple G does get the knockout, if he does get the win, I think it'll be by knockout. And Canelo, I don't think he's knocking out Triple G. So it's going to be really interesting for me in those middle rounds, 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth rounds. And I can really see a situation where potentially Canelo's team throws in the towel. Just Triple G might be too much. It's going to be an interesting clash between these two fighters because Canelo typically is a brawler and he fights that that Mexican style fighting where you just you come out and you're very physical you get right up in their face but you can't really do that against Triple G because Triple G is just a brutal man he uses so much force and he comes right at you as well he's bigger than Canelo so Canelo tries to fight the Mexican style he knows that and he knows from the first fight if he does that he's He's playing with fire there with Triple G, so it'll be interesting to see how they come out. I think they'll come out early, try and feel each other out a little bit, especially Canelo. He will you know, he'll be a little more conservative, play, you know, sit back and stuff, and I don't think his fans will really enjoy that, but I think that he knows that's his best chance of beating Triple G is just to be more technical and try and box, whereas Triple G is going to be just coming right for him to try and get that knockout. So it's going to be an interesting fight tonight between Triple G and Canelo. I'm, I'm I'm going to lean Triple G with the price after really thinking about it for a few days, but probably not enough to warrant a play, and if so, just for pizza money. So that's it. Thank you for listening. This is the end of the fourth Doggy Juice episode, Saturday, September 15th. Remember to get your five super contest picks into me by noon central on Sunday if you want a chance to win that $25 Venmo prize. So if you go 5-0 on those Super Contest picks, you win the prize. Just re- reply to the posts on Twitter, Instagram, or message me there, or via text or email if you have those and you know me. And there's no code or question to answer this week to submit with your picks. Just send me your five selections, however you want, text, email, DM, or better yet, just reply it on the Doggy Juice Twitter Instagram for Street Crab when you hit that 5-0. and Good luck to all of you this weekend, and I will be back next week. Doggy Juice out.